Today I'm going to be speaking on that gut feeling you get that you often ignore. I am hopefully going to plant the right seeds in your soul so that you can better understand the word intuition and the huge role and value it holds in your everyday life. So let's start by defining intuition. Intuition is the ability to understand something and immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Other more common uh, words and phrases or, you know, something that's more popular that we may have heard or used um, that are also synonyms for the word intuition is having a a hunch, uh, having uh, the sixth sense, your inkling, or just the gut feeling. How many times have you had a not so good feeling, right? About something like whether it's going somewhere new or making like a certain purchase online or maybe you do not have a good feeling about a particular person. Trust me, it's not for no reason that that gut feeling pops up. I will say this though, even though we all carry this, um, what seems to be almost instinctual phenomenon, our intuition basically is just assumptions formed on the basis of past experiences and um, cumulative knowledge. The gut feeling we get is a quick and sometimes unnoticeable feeling. Um, So many times by just the mention of a place or you hear a certain name or a specific situation is brought up, you immediately feel the, oh, no, no, not good feeling, right? And if you've never noticed how fast the feeling comes, pay attention next time when you feel it. Sometimes the reason we tend to ignore when our gut is talking to us is because it happens so fast. And if you pay no mind to it, it just dwindles away. And then that very feeling you ignored smacks you in the face because that thing that you should have avoided happens. Another reason why you may ignore your gut feeling is because you lack trust for yourself. You are not as in tune with yourself as you ought to be. I know for me, growing up, I always had a really good intuition that I always ignored. And for one, I didn't understand it. And for two, I lacked so many crucial self-fundamental factors such as self-love, self-confidence. So surely I didn't know that if I were to have just trusted what my gut was trying to tell me, I could have lived a not-so-drama-filled preteen and teen childhood. (laughs) The caustic part about it is that I trusted others so much. And if someone would tell me I don't have a good feeling about this or that, I would stress to them to listen to that feeling. And if I was associated with it in any way, I would listen to their feeling too. 
Like we're both going to listen to this not so good feeling and we're not going to act upon whatever it is that we may about to act on, (laughs) but I wouldn't listen to it for myself. Isn't that something? I'm going to let you guys in on a very personal and not so proud moment of my early teen life. And I'm going to tell this story because it was the day that I finally started to trust when my gut would talk to me. Okay, and disclaimer, before I tell this story, this is a judgment-free zone. (laughs) No, but seriously, I was about maybe 11, 12 years old when this um, all occurred. So shame on you if you ever hold this against me. (laughs) Well, when I was younger, I had sticky fingers. And for those of you who don't know what having sticky fingers consists of, then you probably didn't have them growing up and good for you. (laughs) Well, I suffered from this unwanted thrill. And I say unwanted because I would get these feelings that, again, I would ignore, but I would get feelings that um, constantly would tell me. And it was just like my conscience saying, hey, you really don't want to do this. You really shouldn't do this. Why are you doing this? (laughs) Stuff like that. But I just, I wouldn't listen to it. But it also was the thrill of getting away with it that I looked forward to. And it would boost my confidence that I lacked in. So that's the only reason why I really like looked forward to it. I like that feeling of feeling confident in myself. Um, I had a, a routine that I would follow for, it was like maybe like two months of my sixth or seventh grade year. For whatever reason, I don't remember my exact age, but I would go to school and after school, I would go to this store in the West Town Shopping Center that is no longer there. The store that is not the shopping center definitely still is there, but I would go there before going home and I would fill my pockets up with honestly small items like underwear and it's not that I didn't have any at home or even that I needed them. It was just the thrill of being able to put something small and fill my pockets up and I can fit, you know, quite a few uh, of these pairs inside of my pockets. And it would be from like the bins that they would have the, you know, one for five or three for 10. I don't know, something like that. But for a while, that's what I would do. Then I started going bigger and getting small t-shirts. I would take two to try them on and keep one on. And it was just this whole adventure of a world that I was not like introduced to ever. I didn't grow up with somebody doing this with me or coaching me on, you know, how to do this or anything like that. It was just something that I started doing and almost, not almost, I did. I gained an obsession with it and it wasn't the products that I was obsessed with. It was, again, the confidence boost I yearned for. But anywho, so this continued on and on and I was getting away with it Monday through Friday. Well, one day in school, I decided to let two of my close friends in at the time and I let them in on this routine and that's how much confidence I had gained. I wanted to share my stupidity, (laughs) but no, they kept asking me to come over to my house and I always said no because in my mind, I'm like, I have to do some things, you know, and I did not want them to know what I was up to. 
well, until this one day, I just spilled the beans. I told them I was all excited when I was telling them about it. And, you know, they wanted in. They wanted to come and stuff their pockets too, I guess. So here I am schooling them on the do's and don'ts and just being a bad role model and just not a really good friend at all. But I was doing it and I thought I was doing the right thing, you know. But hey, I was young, so it is what it is. I for real just didn't want to go in there with two girls I've never went in there with and I'm already a familiar face to them. I felt as if they had started to like grow suspicion of me, like the store's intuition and spider senses were tingling. I actually started going in prior to this particular day And after I got my items, I would start buying like candy bars and small things that I could afford because um, let's say back in 2004, candy bars and stuff were cheap. So I can go in every day and get one little small item so that I just didn't seem as suspicious anymore. And I would do this instead of just leaving quote unquote empty handed. But yeah, I, I didn't want to go in with both of them and just you know, blindsidedly and have them get themselves or me caught and in really big trouble. So, okay, the day is here, right? I told them all the do's and don'ts, you know, just keep calm, don't get greedy, um, stick with the small things and do not stuff your coat. My main rule to them was don't stuff your coat. It's just too obvious. Now, this is coming from someone that who stuffs her pockets and well it's just as obvious (laughs) I just was really nervous having them come with me um but here we are walking to the store we're all talking about our nerves but also how this is so cool which no 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 it's not cool at all it was pretty asinine of us but at the time we were like you know 11 12 so we were like the charlie's angels group we get in the store we all separate i go get like two things and i find them and what is one of my friends doing she is stuffing her coat i'm like wait whoa what are you doing you know she's laughing and I'm dead serious I'm like dude you're doing both things that I said don't do I said don't stuff your coat and don't get greedy then at that very moment this huge feeling like this gut feeling hit me and it was loud it happened and I immediately spoke on it I did not for the first time I did not ignore it so here all three three of us are and I'm like, guys, I do not have a good feeling about this. I told them and I've been doing this for quite some time and I let them know I have never felt the feeling that I feel right now. I told them we need to put everything back and just go. My one friend, not the, not the cold stuffer one, the other one, as soon as I told her that I had a bad feeling, she was listening to it too. She was there, no hesitation. She was like, all right, putting it back, no problem, let's go. She even thanked me for speaking on my bad feeling. But Miss Cold Stuffer, <laughs> she had this almost hesitation. She had a hard time trusting my feeling. She was almost battling me. She was giving me reasons why she should keep her items, why why I was basically like tripping, okay, and blase whoop-de-woo and all this. And at this point, 
you know, she was walking with us as me and my other friend was putting, you know, our stuff back. And in the midst of it, she was like, all right, fine. I'm going to put everything away. So I'm like, cool. Everything's good. We're good. We expected her to do as she said. And we were all relieved and happy to just get out of there. And at this time, yes, quote unquote, empty handed and empty pockets. But here we go, walking out, following Selena's gut feeling. You know, we're all feeling good. And as we're leaving out the door, this huge rush of two security officers come to the door yelling, stop, stop. And he has like this look on all of us and we're just standing there. And at this point I'm startled, but I'm like, in my mind, we're good. You know, we're for sure good. I know me because I put everything back. So I speak up like, what's up? Like, what's the issue? You know, we haven't done anything. And I'm upset at this point because he's still yelling and saying he knows we're up to no good and, you know, to open up our jackets. So, okay, as much as I wanted to not open it because I knew for sure that I didn't have anything, I complied and so did the friend that was all for listening to my bad feeling. But I noticed that his main focus was on Miss Coat Stuffer. Go figure, right? So... He's like basically now a drill sergeant at this time to her and yelling, open your coat, open your coat. So she does, but she is like squeezing her arm so tight to her side and she opens her coat just a tad. And at this point, I'm furious too. I'm like, yo, just open your coat. You don't have anything. And I'm side eyeing her because I'm like kind of confused as to why she's so reluctant in opening her coat. Well, you want to know why she was so reluctant for opening her coat? Well, it was because she didn't put anything back. He (laughs) sees one of the items, which was a shirt, and pulls it out. And then pulls another, and another one drops on the floor, along with my dang on jaw. I look at my other friend, and she is crying. She is extremely scared, and she asks if she could leave. And he was like, yeah, you can go. But he looks at me and Miss Cold Stuffer and says, we have to stay. I'm like, um, why do I have to stay? I didn't get, you know, anything. I, you know, I'm, I should be able to leave too. No, I didn't get a response at all. And so we walk back in. They take us to their like loss prevention room, which was like what looked like a small closet. It had two chairs and all their, you know, monitors for their cameras. So of course, what do they do? They bring up, you know, us being caught in the act pretty much. But for whatever reason, the friend that was able to leave was not in camera. Like she wasn't in their view at all. Like, so she was able to go. So that made more sense. But me and my other friend, we were all up in the camera and, um, you know, they seen us grab our stuff and they seen me put it back and you see her not putting anything back. And when I seen that, I just gave her this look like, man, really? Then they say they would have just let us go if she would have put the stuff back. And again, I'm just staring at her and so disappointed. I'm just shaking my head and asking her, why? Why did you not put the stuff back? And she didn't say anything to me besides the fact that, oh, she didn't get a bad feeling. I was like, I got the bad feeling for all three of us. That very moment I knew like our friendship was over and my sticky fingers will never be sticky again. But wait, man, it gets better. So they asked me to leave the room, right? So they can just talk to her alone. 
And what I really wanted to do was just leave the store at, you know, just leave it and go home. But no, I waited because I was a good friend, quote unquote. I waited for like 20 minutes. She walks out finally and we get to leave. No police, no nothing. They basically just told her she could never come back. And if she does, you know, they'll have to report her. So mind you, now we're still walking home to my house. And I have calmed down because I've waited so long, you know, on her. And since like no police or no parents, so I thought, were called, I was like, you know what? All right, cool. Let me just keep my cool. And we get to my house. It was such a silent walk, but I still told her I don't want to be her friend because even though we all were wrong, she still continued to act on it and lied to our faces about putting the stuff back. By this time, my mom is home. We walked in and Miss uh, Coat Stuffer gets picked up almost as soon as we got to my house. So it's just me and my mom, Dukes, and we're just sitting there, you know, eating. And I'm like still, my heart is racing, but I'm like, I'm cool. You know, I'm glad that's over with. No, my mom asked me about my day. And, you know, I'm just sweet, short, to the point, typical answer. It was good, mom. Yeah, everything's great. And then she asked me, well, why did you take so long, you know, to get home? Now I'm playing super dumb, like, huh? What do you mean? Like, I'm always home at this time. But I can tell by her face, something just wasn't right. So she proceeds to ask me, so you aren't late getting home because you were at the store shoplifting? (laughs) I almost choke, like, wait, what? What do you mean? I have this puzzled look, and then she pressed play on the house phone voicemail. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it was the security guard. He was saying, hello, um, I'm sitting here right now with your daughter and she was just caught shoplifting. Um, he said how he wasn't gonna call the police, but I was no longer, you know, her daughter was no longer allowed to come to the store. And if she did ever come to the store, he would have to call the police. And if my mom had any questions or concerns, whatever, he left his name and number, right? And he hung up. (laughs) Oh my goodness. When I tell you my jaw has never dropped. I mean, it had just dropped earlier from the security guard, you know, pulling out these, you know, articles of clothing from her coat. No, no, no. My jaw was like, what? Wait a minute. So my mom was like, so what is this about? At this point, I am so baffled. I'm, I'm actually more angry than my mom is. I was livid like, Oh no, Miss Cold Stuffer didn't say she was me, but yes, she did. She gave them my name and my house number. She pretended to be me. So, of course, I tell my mom the truth now because I'm just basically thrown to the wolves, but I told my mom it wasn't me. And my mom thought I was trying to be really funny because. I was a huge Shaggy fan and his song, It Wasn't Me. (laughs) I played it like every day, but my mom was like, no, this is not a joke. I'm like, no, I'm serious. It wasn't me. I'm like, mom, call the store, ask them to describe the girl that was caught. And, And so she did. And thank goodness her and I don't resemble each other at all. So she knew who he was describing was not me. And it made it a little better, but my mom was still like, no, you're grounded. You know, how dare you, this and that, which I, I understand. But she also contacted Miss Coat Stuffer's mom and told her, 
Yeah. Can you believe that? And believe me, I was never friends with her again. Honestly, I wanted to go to school and, you know, whoop some butt, but I didn't repay evil with evil. I just let bygones be bygones. And I knew for one, I will never be friends with her. And for two, I am never going to shoplift ever in my life. And let's hold my right hand up and say to y'all as my witnesses, I have never shoplifted again. No way. I just like kept thinking to myself, man, if it wasn't for me and my, you know, sticky fingers in the first place, that whole scenario would not have even happened. So I was more upset and disappointed with myself more than anything. But man, does she have the nerve, y'all? So there you have that very personal story of mine, but it fit perfectly with this episode because it just shows how real our intuition is and how you have to listen to it. Um, There's a book called Intuition on Demand. It's by Lisa K. That's L-I-S-A and K. Um, It's a step-by-step guide to trusting your intuition. It's a really good read and it put a lot of emphasis on pretty much everything that I just said, like, you know, but just not in my story form. So go ahead and read it. It's, It's a good one. Now, not all gut talking moments are as serious as my story I just gave, but your gut talks to you all the time. Like for instance, whenever you have um, taken or will take any test, those moments where you know the answer, but you like second guess yourself, you knew you should have followed your initial instincts on the answer, but you didn't, you didn't listen to your gut. So now you get your test back and the questions you second guessed on, you got them wrong <laughs> and you knew it. You give yourself like you talk, you're like, man, I knew I should have put this answer and those moments can be avoided. Stop second guessing yourself, meditate and work on self-care every day. So your self-awareness senses, they're able to be heightened so that you can trust your gut more and you will listen. Trust me, it works. I was huge on second-guessing myself throughout grade school and high school, but now that I have um, decided to go back to college after 10 years and and now that I'm, I'm back into the test-taking world, shoot, even when I took my test for my life insurance license uh, two years ago, I was not only taking a test, I was putting myself to the test on my self-growth. Um, I was able to pep talk myself and completely trust in myself to get the right answers because I refused to second guess myself. And you know what? I have passed every single test I have taken since I've stopped second guessing. So if you indeed feel that the answer is B, then just put B. Don't put C. It's B. Stick with B. Some really interesting um, facts on our gut is um, a healthy gut is normally rich in beneficial bacteria, collectively known as the microbiome. Gut bacteria are known to produce neurotransmitters and other active molecules that can circulate to the brain or may interact directly with the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve has a duty to orchestrate bodily responses to keep you safe or warn you about danger before you have even had a chance to think about it. Vagus means wandering, and the vagus nerve begins at the base of the brain, and it branches down to the heart, the lungs, and the digestive tract. 
the branches of this nerve enables like the organs to adjust instantly to the demand of a person's surroundings. It that just fascinates me so much. Like this one nerve is why your heart races and your stomach curdles when when your senses are threatened. And it's also why you get so relaxed when you're in this like feeling of a safe and welcoming environment. Isn't that cool? So the vagus nerve. School somebody else on that. It's pretty pretty interesting. Look, so many things in life are going to happen, you know, whether you listen to your intuition or not, even when we're not at like a fork in the road, wondering what to do next and trying to hear that inner voice, our intuition is always going to be there. It's always going to be reading the situation, always trying to steer us, you know, down the right way. But you have to be able to hear it and to really pay attention and ask yourself, are you living a life that keeps the pathway to your intuition unblocked, not distracted? You know, are you constantly feeding and nurturing your intuition and just living a life in which, you know, you can make use of the intuition and the wisdom that it holds It's one key to truly thrive in life and you must crave it and understand who you are. Listen to your body. Your answers are from within. With that, I am going to close this episode. Man, (laughs) I definitely shared a story here with you guys today and I hope I did plant the right seeds inside of you and you are going to take your situations one situation at a time and truly dissect it and not be so impulsively with making your decisions um, because that's not always good. That's for another episode anyways, but um, this was my episode 13 and let you guys in on a fun fact about me. If you didn't know, now you know, um, number 13 is actually my new favorite number. Um, A lot of great things in the past um, six months to a year have happened on the date of the 13th of, you know, whatever month it was. So I just, I had to share that with you guys. Oh, oh, and before I forget, um, the next episode after this, I don't know when you'll be listening to it, but it falls on a Friday for when I will be recording it. It'll be the last Friday of the February 2020 month, and I am going to be answering um, a lot of the questions that I have gotten through email from my listeners, and I appreciate you guys so very much and being patient with me to get your answers. Um, I'm so thankful for you guys and your feedback and being a-okay with allowing me to answer these questions, you know, on my episodes and I will keep it confidential. Like I let you guys know, I'm not going to give no names or anything, but there's some really good questions. So tune in to that episode. I'm pretty sure you'll like it like the rest of them. Um, like I always say, change your perspective, change your attitude, change your mind and you change your life. I believe in you. So believe in you too. Until next time, I'm out. Even if I'm falling down, I will keep on searching for my highs. You can say I lost my mind, I will keep on holding my head high. Even if the sky is falling down.